why is it that every time there is a leaked video allegedly or a document that describes a certain extraterrestrial of any type whether it's the greys the nordics uh, the, you know the praying mantis types and all that why is it that every time it seems as though these beings are planning to leave their ship that they come in on they're always wearing extremely tight fitted clothing Okay, now before I get into that, I do want to give a couple shout outs to a handful of people who have been uh, waiting for a little bit while for shout outs. So I just want to mention that quickly. So first off, shout out to Alice Marie's Wonderland. What she does is she has a business that's, that does lashes, uh, non-toxic vegan hair and skin products and all that. It's not a paid promotion, guys. Uh, just trying to help out a friend. Please check out Alice Marie on Instagram and uh, you'll find her very easily. So uh, all the best to her. Now, next, I want to give a quick shout out to Yeka Sinsa uh, Abdul. And Jonathan Ramlal, as well as the Alien Info Instagram page. Uh, it's spelled Alien Info, I-N-F-O, just with one extra O at the end. So be sure to check those guys uh, to be checked uh, to check those guys out. Sorry. And finally, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Aaron. Um, Aaron, you should thank your boyfriend because he literally was able to get a hold of me just minutes before I started recording this. So I, again, I thank both you and your boyfriend for watching and I really appreciate your support as always to everyone I just shouted out as well as everybody else watching and listening from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. So we have a lot to jump into. So let's get into it. Now, the magic carpet. Why is it called the magic carpet? And I'll tell you what carpet stands for, but let's just break this down to a very basic fundamental principle, a principalistic concept here, okay? So first off, think about UFO technology, right? Think about how the metal is described based on these multiple whistleblowers and, of course, sightings that people see every day with their phones and all that. It looks like metal that is cold to the touch. Whether or not it is made of an element that is from this earth or not is a different story. But the point is this. If you go back to the Project Carrot episode that I did a couple weeks ago, what we'll find here is that documents from the declassified CIA Black Vault, as well as documents I was able to obtain through other means, shows... And this falls in line directly with every single whistleblower from every aspect of the black budget program saying that when there is a load, so when a certain amount of weight is put on top of these anti-gravity reactors within the UFOs, they immediately turn on. But each reactor responded differently depending on how much weight was put on it. So, for example... If you put 10 pounds on top of the UFO craft, the anti-gravity reactor would not turn on, which means that, therefore, the ship would not lift up and, therefore, you can't fly it. But if you put 20 pounds or 25 pounds, it lifted up. So, clearly, there's a measurement scale that is relative to the weight that is being placed on it. Now, what does CARPET stand for? It stands for Curated Augmentable Reprogramming of Piezoelectric Transmissions. Now, what we need to look at here is what piezoelectric transmissions are. So, according According to Wikipedia, piezoelectricity is the electric charge that accumulates in certain solid materials such as crystals, certain ceramics, and biological, biological matter such as bone, DNA, and various proteins in response to applied mechanical stress, end quote. So long story short, it creates an electrochemical interaction by pressing the two together very strongly. Now, that might be a bit of an oversimplification, but... You get the point. Now, with that being said, I want to mention as well, too, that piezoelectricity is one of many proposed theories of how electricity was harnessed and used through the energetic frequencies of the air within the great pyramids of Giza in Egypt. All right. So see how the same elements and themes are reoccurring and are constantly connecting here. Now, why do I bring up piezoelectricity? Because, of course, obviously, it's in the name. 
But with that being said, what if you can take that type of technology in combination and in correspondence with the UFO technology and absorb it into a different type of metal or graphene on a much more molecular level that could then be applied to a, an organism's body? Not necessarily a human's body, but maybe even an alien's body, anything that is living, right? So think about it like this. When these alien beings are seen... Okay, and I'm putting some pictures up right now, whether it's the Greys, the Nordics, what have you, with very tight clothing. There are a few proposals to this. And so I want to cite very quickly someone that mentioned this on Reddit. And he said, if the ships aren't pressurized, they would need suits that are or vice versa, uh, sorry, that are able to get not allow for decompression sickness. All right. So if the suit is tight, you only have breathable air around your mouth rather than carrying your atmosphere and any biological containments with you. Okay, and so this was just some random person on Reddit that said this, but it sparked my interest because that is only the basic fundamental uh, component of the suit here. Imagine being able to bend gravity. You would not even need to do anything high tech like, for example, the Iron Man suit that we see in the in the Marvel movies. Why? Because you would not need propulsion. If you can bend the gravity around you with a fabric as thin as the shirt that I'm wearing, what's the point of coming up with all these cool little things and all that? Now, don't get me wrong. It looks cool for the movies and all that. But when you apply it to a realistic level, if this can be applied, which I have the evidence to, sh to, to show that it can, what's the point of trying to develop rockets in somebody's boots or something like this, right? And so it goes much deeper than that. And so here's what we need to look at next. What I have here is a defense intelligence agency document now i'm showing you guys the front cover right here i'm going to put this pdf in the description as well uh, for those who want to read along or check it out after page 57 all right in the conclusions sg1b and i quote soviet and czechoslovakian researchers have accepted the reality of paranormal events and are primarily concerned with the formulation of a unified theory to describe the basic energy transformations involved the Czechs claim that a direct transfer of biological energy from healthy to diseased or injured muscle is not only possible but proven okay and then if you move on a little forward the use of such devices now the key word is devices here all right necessarily is not necessarily intended to be beneficial end quote all right so what we're seeing here is the short but segmented formulation in the way that these intelligence communities distort things of this type of suit slowly coming to fruition through declassified files files that you know you and i can obtain through other means let's call it and many other things now the next thing i want to jump into is the duga radar so now what is the duga radar because this is what's interesting there is evidence to suggest that the Dugar radar is the Russians' way of trying to disrupt and jam the way in which these magic carpet suits work on American soil. Now, you'll see what I mean in a second. So, according to Wikipedia, the Dugar radar was a Soviet over-the-horizon radar, OTH system, used as part of the Soviet Missile Defense Early Warning Radar Network. The system operated from July 1976 to December 1989. End quote. Now, a lot of people say it's, you know, for radiologists and all that to study things, but we honestly don't really know what it's used for. And again, Russia, just like many other world governments, just like America, have a fantastic track record of being able to keep things secret when they really want to. But here's the interesting thing. Let's look at the date that this op that this uh, opened up, this, um, this Duga radar. July 1976. Why is that significant, that particular year? I'll tell you why. And not just that, but that particular month. To understand that, we need to head to Wal... Uh, wikipedia and who understand who walter russell was now walter bowman russell was an impressionist american painter of the boston school sculptor 
author and autodidact. Uh, yeah, sorry if I butchered that. His lectures and writing place him firmly in the New Thought movement. Russell wrote extensively on science topics, but these writings were not taken seriously by scientists, end quote. Now, here's what's interesting. Walter Russell wrote a book, or I guess we could say a a report, if you will, or something like this, where he documented all of his findings. And he knew at the time Nikola Tesla, who was alive, okay? And so he brought this book to Nikola Tesla. And Nikola Tesla said to him, bury the, your findings for at least a thousand years until humanity is ready to see this. Now, a particular page within this book, it is called the Divine One, by the way, page 64. And for all of you uh, who have been able to help me find this information and put this together, I thank you so much. So the formula of the locked potentials, Okay, and so this essentially is the formula that is not only seen to be used within the Project Carrot documents that are trying to describe the symbolism of the languages ascertained from the reverse engineered UFO craft, but there is also symbolism within the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency document, that links directly to this, but it gets even better. Here's the interesting thing. The date that I just mentioned, which was July... 1976 is the same day that the CIA purchased Mr. Russell's book. And guess what they did? Before it was published, they redacted multiple pages. Now, what they said, the CIA, was that, you know, they purchased the book because they're always into collecting information. No matter how far out there it seems, they collect data and they have their case officers analyze it. Fine, that's a great way to cover it up. But at the same time, let's take a look at why some of these pages were redacted. They said that Mr. Russell didn't know what he was talking about, that he was being paranoid, and that when Tesla said to bury it, it was also paranoia on Tesla's part. But then the CIA buys up the rights to the book, and they buy up the publishing rights and every single aspect surrounding it. And then after they re revamp it and redact it and remove certain pages, then it's okay to publish? Really? Right? And so that's what we have to look at here. And guess what? They published the redacted version of this book on guess which day? Uh, which month? Sorry. July in the year 1976. Now listen, guys. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. This could be a total coincidence. Okay, a total coincidence, but we can't rule anything out. Now, here's what's also interesting. Guess who the funders of this book, of this particular book were? Interesting that after he passes away, this document or his findings are passed around by so many. All right. The Wilhelm family is the, the family that is the owner of the publishing company that published this book that the CIA brought this to. Now, why is the Wilhelm family so important? Now, if you look at their ancestry, they're part of a German of royal families. Now, that has been no longer that's been dissipated. There's no longer German royalty in Germany after World War One. However, I do want to mention that if we go back far enough, we'll see that this is the case. Now, why is this such a deep connection? The Wilhelm family still has deep control over many different types of content and access accessible resources within the West. Now, who is a direct descendant of the Wilhelm family? William Wilhelm Jr., I believe the, uh, the second or the third, sorry. And guess who that is? Mayor Bill de Blasio. He changed his name legally. Now, I'm not trying to get political. I know a lot of people are talking shit about Mayor Bill de Blasio right now, but that's not the point I'm trying to make here. The point I'm trying to make is do you notice how these classified documents and the things that, you know, the government tells the public is nonsense are passed around and kept within a circle of such interconnected, I guess we could say elites to put it in a very simple way. And so they all keep control of this type of information. 
right? You'd think that they'd be focused on making money, but no, they have the money. The next thing is the knowledge, the information, okay? So the next thing we have to look at is what is the suit made out of? Very simply, right? What type of material? Now, it's very hard to say. It has been suggested that humans have been able to drop feed technology such as Kevlar to, you know, local police stations and police uh, departments and all that that has been reverse engineered from alien technology. I mean, General Philip Corso said that fiber optic lasers and the circuit chip and the computer, a lot of it was come had come from the reverse engineering specifically of the Roswell craft. But I mentioned that already. However, the next thing we need to look at is graphene. Now, I had mentioned graphene before, but here's what's interesting. And I quote, graphene is an allotrope of carbon consisting of a single layer of atoms arranged in a two dimensional honeycomb lattice. All right, end quote. Why two-dimensional? Why does it stop there? Why is that? Excuse me, because if we take a look at quantum computing, which is essentially, you know, fourth, fifth dimensional and all that, quantum computing, long story short, allows for the ability to transfer information in things that we never thought would be possible before, such as, you know, DNA, transferring information via our DNA strands and things like this. Now, what if you can apply that same principle and possible technology and data transfer of vibrational brains that carry information, brains as in B-R-A-N-E, not brains like your mind, into a graphene-based suit? that is very tight-fitting, that has the same technology through the use of a lot of the symbolism that these crafts tend to have on them that seem to act as a form of a universal language, so to speak. Why is this reoccurring constantly? And on top of that, this could be used to be placed inside of a technological suit as well. So what we have here is we have multiple, multiple different types of space-time bending mechanisms that seem to have been discovered, whether it was from Mr. Russell, whether it was from the Defense Intelligence Agency gathering information from the CIA and many others, or whether it was from people like Nikola Tesla, or just understanding very basically and fundamentally that things like piezoelectricity have been a reoccurring pattern for thousands, if not millions of years all right and so when we take a look back at hieroglyphs and things like this that look very similar to that of you know nuclear bombs helicopters things like that but a lot of these hieroglyphs have been dated back they say publicly 200,000 years but in reality it's give or take a million years which is insane however you think that it would be but it is not because in this defense intelligence agency report it also mentions that some of these beings and this is pure speculation they'll never confirm it by the way they'll never confirm it in a written report that's the way they kind of keep us you know going and, and waiting and expecting certain things that will never really come it's been met it's been implied that these beings are give or take literally one million years ahead of us technologically and that's because when we look at the reoccurring patterns of piezoelectricity vibrational brains frequential um, states of different things like the ghost particle as i've mentioned many times before what we're going to see here is that this is a cloth-like material probably just as thin as my shirt or your shirt right now that can literally do everything a ufo is doing now remember that doesn't just mean bend gravity that also means create force fields as large or as small as you like that also means you can go invisible because you're bending light as well a form of cloaking okay and so when we see this constant back and forth between the americans and the and the russians what we're going to find here is that ultimately there this duga radar actually acts as a central station and a central disruptor for a lot of the technology that is being experimented with these magic carpet suits 
alright? Now this is a weapon of sorts that could be harnessed for great things or terrible things, but this is ultimately a game changer that's never going to come out from the black budget pro projects, but I just want you guys to know that it's there, it exists, and it's absolutely real. And so, listen, there's so much more to connect here, there really is, but honestly, I, I, I'll probably do a second part of this just because of... Uh, you know, we're running out of time and all that. I don't want to make this too long for you guys. So let me know what you guys think. I need you guys to take a step back and just absorb all of the connections that have been made here today. And again, it might not be the most exciting pseudoscientific connection out there. However, at the very least, it's very exciting to see the realities in the way in which things connect because ultimately when we see different types of symbolism that matches that of the carrot documents or matches that of other UFO or alien language, alleged alien language. Clearly, there is a reoccurring pattern here, and we see things like piezoelectricity, graphene, the ghost particle, quantum computing constantly reoccur here, and we may in fact only be scratching the surface of what we can really find out. So, let me know what you guys think, and uh, we will catch you guys tomorrow. Cheers.